Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. This week it is simple, Bill, should he stay or should he go now? I am Scott Carney and joining me to go through hell and to keep on going is Scott Gemmell. Scotia, how are you mate? Um, that's a stupid question isn't it? <laughs> no, still not great. You know that I was saying to you guys, I'm not in working at the moment and um I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I've not been had the chance to speak to anyone about the game or not, so I don't know if I've just been strewing in my own thoughts over the last few days. Um, so hopefully tonight can be a wee bit of therapy again, because that was a painful weekend. It was painful to endure, mate. Um, yeah, I'm the same, mate. I do see the podcast as a wee bit of therapy, and uh, I'll put a disclaimer in right at the start. For people expecting some positivity, you're probably not going to get it, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's now just to say that we are recording on Tuesday, the game was two days ago, and I still don't feel really any any real difference in the way that I felt on Sunday. Um, so there is a lot to talk about, mate, um, obviously, and unfortunately it's been left to it. It's convenient that they two are unavailable, mate, isn't it, for a podcast like this, um, where we're going to have yeah. to kind of dice dissect what we've seen on Sunday, but I, um, they always, I think they always one for us, mate. Probably. They're playing that wee card too often, aren't they? Um, Very I, much no. so, mate. It's, it's, it's their own fault, because, like you say, it's one of these ones, maybe after it, once we've vented a bit more on Sunday, um, it might make us feel a wee bit better, but I highly doubt it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the thought of it, mate, but I I do highly doubt it. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm going to start playing my annual leave card, mate. I'm not, I'm not doing that enough. I think I definitely need to do that from time to time and let let you guys take take over while I, while I take a break. But no, um, before we do get into things, um, we took a rare jump in subscribers. So hello to everybody that's tuning in now for the first time for Club Deck Corner. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the channel. Um, it's been it's been great to see so many. Um, so many subscribe to the channel. If you'd like to support the podcast to reach the next level, you can join the channel for as little as 99p a month. And you can also buy the podcast a coffee via buymeacoffee.com. All the links for that are in the description for this podcast. You can see me, I'm trying to do delay tactics here before we actually have to go on and do this. Um, but we, we will, we shall. So Rangers now, Celtic won, mate. Um, yeah, a, a game that's... 
veered more questions than answered, uh, and it's a it's going to be a bit of a rabbit hole. I feel that we're going to go down tonight. As I said to Scotiabank before we come on there, usually we send a brief agenda. I'm not talking in really great detail, just topics that we might cover while we do a pod. Tonight there was only one, and it was Bill, uh, and that's pretty much all that I said to to Scott. Uh, Scotiabank, the starting eleven. I don't think there was any great surprise. I think the biggest surprise, and we could probably cross a wee bit of news with this as well, was the left-back position, where Borner is miraculously fit now for Croatia. You can take read into that what you will. A lot of people are saying that he's uh, he's not being professional. <laughs> I think that's me being polite about it. Um, but the starting eleven itself, mate, to me, there wasn't really a great shock. No, I don't think so. Looking at it, given the way that he's kind of, he has been playing like Danilo and Lammers from the bench quite recently. Um that you didn't really there wasn't really any massive shocks in that. You would expect Jack to come back in for a game game like that at the weekend there. There's not much more you can do with the defence because like you say obviously at that point Yama's just coming back from his injury and Borna supposedly injured. Um <laughs> and then yeah up top as well it's you we, we I think we all expected Roof to definitely start. Um you know, yeah, you can't see much difference in that than a team that I would have went out and picked. No, and again, Roof starting on his own probably raises questions. Matondo starting as well even raises questions. I say I mentioned that to Ali's point that I very much doubt that um, Michael Beale at the start of this season thought that the first Old Farm game of the season he'd be lining up with Roof and Matondo in the starting eleven. But again. Maybe that shows that the, the strikers haven't hit the ground running the way that Bill would like. I do believe that, I still say it, that Kamar Roof, I fully think Kamar Roof's the best striker that we have at the club. And Matondo has probably deserved his right to get a start um, because of the way that he's played and the, perfor- the performances that he's, he's brought to the uh, brought to the team. Um, he's been maybe one of only a small handful of positives that we've had is that he seems to be finding some bit of form. But yeah, so in terms of lineup, I wasn't shocked. Uh, the Barisic one, read into that what you will. I'm not going to sit and go down that road because we've got enough to get into, to be honest. Obviously, we take the lead within seconds, mate, uh, but obviously it's, it's ruled offside, rightly so. And I think it's only, before we go any further, we'll, we'll stop at the disallowed goal. Now, Depending on what side of the city that you fall on, mate, you'll have a different opinion on this. The way I look at it, I can't... The, the, in my opinion, from the, even the reaction that we've had from ex-refs, pros, ex-pros, whoever, some have said aye, some have said no. So in my opinion, there's no clear and obvious area being made because there's so much that's up for speculation, for debate about, about, the, about the decision. There doesn't really seem to be a kind of set in stone this is this is the decision it has been kind of back and forth now I'm not saying I'm not saying the goal would have won Rangers the game of course it would have changed the complexion of the game however I feel Rangers were not rewarded the benefit of the doubt with the decision and I do honestly believe call me wearing a tinfoil hat or blue tinted glasses if you like if this was the other way around and it was Celtic that had done this and Celtic um had the goal chopped off or like the goal allow whatever way, um, I don't think the goal would have been chopped off. I think Celtic would have probably got that goal because of the witch hunt that would have followed it, their pressure that they put on referees and the media hype that goes all around about that. Now, 
I'm, as I say, I'm not saying we would have definitely gone and won the game, mate. But there is no doubt you can't deny that that goal would have would have changed the game, and it would have changed the way Ibrox was feeling at the time. And by the way, now that you've had all this going through and back and seen it all, uh, do you think it's a free kick or not? No, my opinion's not changed on it. I've listened to an awful lot, like you say, listened to an awful lot of people's comments on it, and you're probably right that it will fall down along team lines in terms of do you think it's a foul or do you not. I personally don't think it is. Um, I said to you boys after we done, just before we done the, the post match reaction, and somebody there that it was very, very reminiscent of the foul or supposed foul that um, Morelos got against Bruce Dortmund when he went yeah. and played in Kent. It was very, very yeah. similar to that, and I still maintain that that wasn't a, a free kick to Bruce Dortmund. Then it should have it should have been a goal that stood for us, and I fully, fully agree that it should have stood there at the weekend as well. Um, I'm just perplexed, really, because like you say, it's that it's the clear and obvious error that you need to make to then get VAR involved. I don't know if it was a clear and obvious error because you do have this variety over people saying, ah, oh, maybe it isn't, maybe it's not. So for me, that doesn't really scream out clear and obvious error. But you know, because we'd, I mean, we'd obviously you'd mentioned the goal that get chopped offside straight away. So we started, you know, that went in. We think, right, okay, you're starting okay. But then there was a wee couple of wee warning signs for me anyway, and like you say, this. The goal standing or not, I don't think would have changed the complexion of the game because there was warning signs prior to that where the midfield were just sitting too deep for me. There was a couple of times Shooter tried to run out from the back, get caught. Celtic probably should have done better to capitalise on that before that the goal that we're speaking about there from um, Ruth get disallowed. But it, for me as well, it's the, the players' reactions, the, the Celtic player reactions. Um, get McGregor, the who was the boy? Was it Lager? Bicycle or something, whatever the, the boys defender, centre and half. Yeah, you can see their reaction. They weren't really calling for it. Didn't seem to be anyone calling for it. And the Celtic side of things, obviously they did set up to then take the free kick. Why wouldn't you? But no, for me it's probably a goal that still should have stood. But like you say, it probably doesn't change the complexion of the game. It's not where we were poor at. It. There's other reasons why we didn't go out and win that game. Yeah, again, mate, I, I'll, I'll reiterate, I am, there's no way I am saying that this goal is the reason for our demise on, on Sunday, but I, I we can't, we, you can't just be remiss of it, I suppose, and there's there obviously there is bigger things to speak about, mate, and we will get into it, trust me, but I thought we'd talk about the the two talking points of that and the goal, and then we'll, we will get into the nitty gritty of things. Um, I'm the same, mate. I don't think it's a foul. Uh, and I, again, I might be being biased or not. I don't really care if I am being, but I, I just don't see how. I just don't see how it's a foul. I think it should have been a goal that stood. Uh, but you're right. I think Kyogo was trying to be trying to be too clever. After I've watched the game back, he was trying to be clever with a shot. The trying to score a, a, with a wee kind of back heel flick instead of maybe just putting his boot through. It, he'd have probably have scored um, before that. So um, yeah, but again, it's it's one of those ones that you whatever side of the city you fall on, you you decide you decide what whether it was a goal or not. But I, I still believe it should have been a goal. Um, the goal that they actually scored, make Kyogo. The defense is is weak, um, very weak here. There is literally no pressure on the header from Golton. Absolutely none whatsoever. Watching it back, I'm be, I've probably been overcritical as well. I think he takes too long to react to the fact that he's headed the ball and he, he kind of almost admires his header, if that makes sense, for a brief second, which is enough time for Kyogo to have read the line, uh, see that Shooter's playing him on side. The header comes back through. None of us react, really, and he buries it and puts it away. 
this is this defence, mate. This is our defence. This is the reason that we are conceding stupid goals is because see, no matter what, mate, we've got a brain fart in us. Yeah, definitely. And it's not even just the defence, I think. It's, it's, you look at the header in and of itself that Goldson makes to clear it. Not a terrible clearance, but because we're the midfielder playing, the midfielder no yeah. to go in and win that ball. You know, maybe Goldson should have been aware of that fact that the, the midfielder were playing that bit deeper, that he's clear, heading that into an area where none of our players are there to get it. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, just caught ball watching. They are very poor for what watching it and as soon as it sort of broke through to, to your Kyogo you just kind of knew it was going to go in and you're, yeah. you're sitting there half expecting because you weren't fully expecting it going like oh is that offside flag going to go up but no you watch it back no, he's, he's played well on side because of your suitors, suitors playing yeah, it's a it's an absolute fair goal. It was one of those ones where I just thought to myself, he must be offside, or maybe I thought, please be offside. I don't know. It was maybe one of the two. Um, but I, I, yeah, again, it's just a poor goal for us to, to concede, and it kind of shows the state of affairs of our backline just now. Don't get me wrong; I think at times Golden did really well, but at other times he was extremely poor, and that's that's kind of a theme throughout the whole team. It's we're seeing good. Well, sometimes we see good bits, other times we see absolutely shocking bits, and there's no trend in when it's when or when it's going to happen. It just it just happens. It can happen simultaneously almost. Um, but as I say, with, with that goal again, I think it's it's poor defending, but it is a good finish. But it's still it's still very much poor defending. Um, leads me on to the tactics, mate, um, or the lack of whatever way you want to look at it. After the first kind of 10 minutes or so, as always, a wee bit frantic at the start of an old firm game, we we sat off Celtic, mate. We, we sat deep. We got very deep at points where we weren't pressing them really until they were maybe about four or five yards within our half before a player would go anywhere near them. Now, with us... If we'd, if we'd have got things right on... Um, on Sunday, we could have put real pressure on Celtic. They weren't coming into they were coming into that game in not not very good form. They were they're, they're slightly they were slightly fragile um, as they have been really since the start of the season because of the uncertainty or the the way that they are they're looking at Brendan Rodgers. But I, I can't understand the thought process behind Bill thinking the best thing for us to do is to set off Celtic. All we did, mate, was hand them impetus in that game. Yeah, it's baffling, but Beal's tactics really are starting to kind of worry me majorly. Um, how he's playing, how he's setting up games and then changing things. And then today, the midfields, or not today, sorry, Sunday there, the midfields were atrocious in that first half, all three of them. Uh, Raskin, Jack and uh, Cantwell not really having yeah. any impact in the game. Sitting too deep, like I've mentioned just really poor. And I think that's the most disappointing thing is that we knew that Celtic were there and we could get at them and put pressure on them rather than the, the other way around. And we went out and played that game like we were the away team. And there was no Celtic fan in that stadium. It was all Rangers fans there. We should, there was no way we should be sitting off like that because the game started off, you know, the atmosphere was really good. Start of the game, you see that big t- typo. Um, all the fans are there. You got off to a perfect start of scoring. Yeah, it's offside, but you'd really expect Rangers to kick on from that. And it's kind of what you've expected from teams that Beal's been involved with at Rangers. It's good organisation, good off the ball and things like that. On Sunday there, there was none of that. It was so, so poor. 
um, all over the pitch, really, from us. And it's the, the midfield's really worrying, worrying for me. Yeah, I just say for the what that what winning that game would have done for this team and for Bill would have been would have been would have been brilliant. It would have been they had such a positive effect. But instead, we got this pathetic performance, mate. This setting off performance, like almost looking like there's a lack of belief, almost looking like we've just decided that all we're going to do is not lose the game. It's unacceptable for me. You can't set up like that. And I believe that the players don't believe anymore because my honest opinion is Bill's bought all these players and he's got absolutely no idea how to get the best out of them. I think he's a wee bit like a rabbit in headlights right now. And I think that that is from the top, from Bill down into the team, it's resulting in these performances where it's just all, nobody wants to take control. Nobody wants to take a risk. Nobody wants to be brave. Everybody wants to play it safe because there is no belief. And the 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 overall feeling around the squad is all we have to do is not get beat here. And I, I as all these things we've just mentioned, with them not being them having a patchwork back four at times, or finishing the game with a patchwork back four anyway. The fact that they were on a coming off of a dropping points in Johnson at home, they've had all week to sit and think about that. The fact that there's still uncertainty around Brendan Rodgers, even though the will say differently now because he's won the first Old Firm game of the season, it's still there. It's not going away any time soon. Um, all of that, and we put up a performance like that. As Ryan says, mate, it's just red flags written over the top of it. Yeah, it's it's no great, and it's something I'd said to you guys, and I don't know, I've not really heard much mention of this in anything I've listened to, but the backroom staff at Rangers are a bit of concern for me as well. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be, they don't inspire an awful lot of confidence in, in me, and I don't know if you, that's kind of getting translated with the players on the pitch as well. That There just doesn't seem to be anyone in the backroom staff alongside Michael Beale that's driving the club forward in, in that, that respect. It worries me. It's, it's substitutions. I know we'll come on to them again, but it's the substitutions that the you know you stick your money on when he's going to make substitutions and the types of subs that he's making. Um, yeah, it's just I'm really struggling to find any positives from the weekend there. Yeah, and even after the disallowed goal, I think even just I think even before then, it looked like we had settled for a draw, and a draw suited Celtic down to the ground. Do you know what I mean? They would have loved to get out of there with a point. They would have been delighted with that. Have, even their fans, I don't think, would have been upset about that based on the way that they were feeling before the game. But what we witnessed is, yeah, it's far from what we should be doing. Uh, and I think... Ultimately, I just feel like there's there's there is just a lack of belief running through the squad. Uh, there's a lack of leadership. There's a lack of direction, and the 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 problems are just coming to the front right now. Uh, and I'm saying I I don't really I don't like to get myself to the point where I'm not trying to pick out positives. And even if I try to pick out positives from Saturday, I mean, what for Sunday? What am I? What am I looking at? I'm not looking at anything. There's nothing there. And I think that's where the biggest frustration of all of it comes, mate. I say I take no pleasure in doubting the Rangers manager, but as a fan of the the appointment of Bill as I was, mate, I just don't think the back he's corner with right now. And that's that's worrying. It's worrying at this stage of the stage of the season. Um Really, mate, the season, this season so far, we haven't played good football. We've not played attractive football. The tactics are baffling. Um, we are playing long balls. We have a squad. Um, 
that every player is now um, considered fit anyway, considered fit, and it, we, we are we are determined to be saying that we we have a fit squad. But whatever Bill's trying to do, my gut after Sunday said it's over for me, and it's a it's a movie that we have that we have seen before. I think it all came out, mate, when you're right, as you mentioned, the subs, mate, when Kamar, we've got substituted. I've never heard that at Ibrox before in my life. I've never heard booing like that. And I don't think it was, I heard this in heart and hand, David Edgar mentioned it, and he's probably right. I don't think it was booing Roof as such. At first, I thought it was. It was booing, the, uh, not booing Roof, but the decision to take him off. It was booing Bill for that, obviously. But it was more... We didn't know what he was trying to do, and all he did there was light a fire. And we just decided we could have we just poured petrol on it by going, "Yeah, we'll join you in this because we don't know what you're doing either." See, this one for me was a bit of a strange one because Roof—that's what the second start in about what eighteen months. So yeah. he's still—he's not ready. But he's not ready to play ninety minutes of football. Um, it wasn't great at the weekend there either. Roof, you know, his scores, no, he but wasn't. apart from that, it wasn't great. Essers, for me, was probably offering a bit more, linking up well. So the reaction to it confused me slightly, but I can understand it um, because people had probably been pinning an awful lot of their hopes on Ruth doing well. But when you sit back and look at it, like I say, I wasn't expecting him to play a full 90 minutes of football. So he would have been one of the first attacking substitutions you would make unless someone's abs- abs- having an absolute horror show. Um so yeah, but I'm not really sure because it's one of those ones for me. You've got Danilo there sitting on the bench, six million pounds. You have Kenny Marquee summer signing, if you want to say. And Beal doesn't really it doesn't look like he knows how to fit him into the team, how to play him in that team with Dessers, because you've seen Dessers again linking it linking up well to provide two assists there at the weekend, obviously both disallowed, but he's, he's got that in him and playing along, I'm alongside with Danilo there more regularly from the start. We've seen it at the very start of the season and then it wasn't working, so he's completely, it's like he's almost completely scrapped it. Um, it's, it's, it's baffling at, at times, to be honest, and um, yeah, I, I, I struggle to see how he how he gets anything out of this team because he's, he's lost the support. I think as we record this, there's potentially meant to be a Protest over at Ibrox as we're yeah, recording that's what this. I heard. Yeah, I've seen um, that. I think that he's lost an awful lot of the support um, because this season, in particular, what we played decent for half of a half against Servette and then at home to PSV, there were moments there. But apart from that, it's been pretty poor, and there's not really been much that we can turn around and go like, "Oh no, I see what he's trying to do there." At the moment, it's just like he's trying, like you mentioned at the weekend, he's just throwing stuff at a board to try and see if it'll stick. Well, I think I also um, I read somewhere that he we've had nine games and we've had a no nine games and nine different starting elevens. We haven't started the same team once, um, right. which again, it's, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm sure I read it on Twitter. Um, it could be wrong, but again, that that's it. Can't be far wrong. It can't be far wrong from that. It, it must be pretty close to that. Which again is it's desperation stuff. That he, he doesn't know. He's he doesn't know he's starting eleven. He doesn't know his strongest squad. And I don't. I just generally believe that he doesn't know how to get the best out of the players that he signed. He signed them for a system that nobody understands. I, I mean, even tacticians, the guys, some guys I follow on social media and stuff that are very good. 
I'm kind of baffled by what he's attempting to do because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I, I want him to go full Mike Bassett, England manager, mate, and just go England are playing four four fucking two. Because at that point, I would understand what he's trying to do, but he doesn't. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's almost too clever about stuff. And as you say, we are we are a bit at the point where I'm going. I, I don't. I never want a Rangers manager to lose his job because it's uh, it can be counterproductive at times, and it's 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 not the way I usually look at things, but. For for a guy, as I say, that I was I was such a fan of the appointment. Yeah, I've I've got if I was to sit down in a room with him and say to him, "You're giving me nothing to be able to back you up with." I can't really sit here and pretend that everything's okay. I'll be a wee bit happy, clappy, and say oh, he deserves a wee bit of time. He's had ten months. Towards the end of last season, we played better football, right? We did. He came in, he steadied the ship to a certain extent. He made us consistent in games that we were losing. We were winning games that we should win, which is the reason that um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst lost his job, because we weren't doing that. But came to me today, mate. See, last year, there was zero pressure on him. Absolutely zero. There was nothing that he really had to do. It was a case of everything really from now on in is a bit of a bonus. No matter what happens, he was always going to get a free pass. From day one, from this, from pretty much the start, mate, from pre-season as well, everybody knows we can, we can gloss over pre-season um, results and whatever else. But even during pre-season, mate, there was enough doubt there for enough of us to go, there's nothing here. There's no, I don't know what we're building or what we're trying to build. And the... The feel good factor, mate, that we had with bringing all these new signings in, and the way the the way that it was all happening, some of the players we were been linked with, and we ended up getting over the line. We're all very excited about it. That's all gone. The feel good factor is completely gone, and ultimately, that's because the pressure of him being number um, again, in my opinion, the pressure of him being the guy in charge in the dugout has got to him. Uh, I don't think he can do the job anymore. I agree with you. I think there's too many fans now that are too far gone and I don't think there's any recovering from that. You can pick out whatever I just ranted for for about three or four minutes there, mate. That's good. You'd say there that there wasn't any pressure on him last season, which is true to an extent, and that's what I'm not going to say, but the times that the pressure was on him, the games against Celtic that mattered, he failed in them yeah. as well last year. He's not won a big and game, yeah, exactly. Spectacularly so, and then in the case of the League Cup final, there he got completely wrong there. Um, yeah. yeah, so the, when the pressure has come along, he's he's wilted at it, and I don't know if that's it's probably a combination of Bill and it's something that we've said about many, many, particularly the older guard in this team. When the pressure comes to the, some of the players in this team, they don't seem to be able to cope with it. They've, some of them have only managed it once in five, five or so years time, six years in some people's cases, um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a worry. Um, and that's what I was meaning about the backroom <clears throat> staff as well for me. That's a bit of a concern. It doesn't, I don't see any confidence that the players take from the backroom staff that we've got. They're all seem to be very, very quiet compared to maybe previous backroom staff teams we've had more recently. You know, one that Bill was was a part of. Um, yeah, it's, it's worrying. Um, you probably come on to it, but it's... <laughs> We've got like four league games after once we get back from this international break before the next international break. And if he doesn't win all four of them, if he's not gone by that time already, then he'll be gone in the next international break. But yeah, we'll probably on to that. We'll come to that, mate, for sure. We'll definitely come to that. Um, look, and again, I know this this podcast will be a wee bit all over the place, but I, I, I am using it as a, a counselling session. I'm trying to get everything that's been 
piped up into me over the, the, the last couple of days um, to kind of sit and try and get it off my chest and trying to justify as well why my opinion is what it is um, because I, I'm never I'm never usually one like that. Generally, I'm not. People that have watched us for long enough will know I always try and always try and be glass half full. I always will. But and now I'm at the point where I just I, I can't really see how, how he is going to recover from it. Scotia, is Beal making players worse? And by that, I mean, we are shoehorning Cantwell into a team to play deep. He's our best number 10, mate, by a long distance, by a long, long distance. Yeah, he's covering for Tavernier on Sunday. As, and as you say, Ryan Jack and Raskin were hopeless on Sunday as well. But is he making players worse with this lack of, I don't know, style of play, identity, whatever whatever term you want to use for it? Yeah, it certainly feels that way because I mean, th- how many positions has he actually tried to play Cantwell in this season? And yeah, four, four, I think. Four, yeah, four different positions. Yeah, um, for me as well, Raskin. You mentioned him. But I think Raskin's been pretty poor in the first half of an awful lot of matches recently. He's got better in some of the games. He's got an awful lot better in the second half, but he's started the games off pretty slowly and poorly, which I wasn't expecting to see this season. Um, been. I've said to you as well, Goldson for me, I don't know. It's him just coming back from injury. I don't know. There's something me just a wee bit slightly concerning for me about Goldson at the moment. Um, yeah, agreed. Some summed up a, a bit at the weekend there again because he's doing something like Goldson's doing this where he'll have a pretty poor game and then he'll have a good game, poor game. And it's for me, I'm just worried that that's not going to level out to be had, consistently good. It's going to level on, on Sunday. He had a poor game and a good game in the same game. <laughs> Right, I know what you mean. I know what you mean by that. But yeah, it's like I can't who's the only player that you can look at and go, Yep, you've improved under under Beal so far. Matondo. Matondo. Yeah, that's what? It's worrying <laughs> what? Yeah, it's worrying. <laughs> I know. Because the problem the problem as well is with sub, like players like Tav and Goldson, they're getting older and older. So they're naturally going to lose a wee bit anyway. You would expect they're not going to be able to do the job that we were watching them do these seasons ago. But you'd like to then think that players can adapt to that. If you, we've seen it plenty of times from older players, you know, they realise where they're getting that a decent, good manager will, you know, no, you do this, sweet, do well. I'm not, at the moment, I'm not seeing, seeing anything. And yes, people might say it's a wee bit knee-jerk reaction stuff, but like I say, there hasn't been, there's been, what, about a 45, 60 minutes of football this season that I've actually enjoyed. It's been mm-hmm. it's been worryingly poor for, for the vast majority of it. Um, and yes, you, you know what it's like. A, a win usually glosses over things like that. Um, and the weekend there, I think just people might say we're overreacting, but I don't think we are. I think it's like just a culmination of things. Um, and Bill is kind of run out of time for me, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Bill said himself, mate, it was a huge game for him, and he failed. And it's. He's miserably failed. It's not even like <laughs> you've miserably failed against probably the worst Celtic team that we'll play this season due to injuries. Um, and obviously them having a new manager, I think they'll, they're just going to bring people, uh, players back and probably get stronger. And it, as you mentioned, mate, he's not won a big game. That's a fact. That is an absolute fact. You cannot argue with that. So the negatives now, the against are, are way, way outweighing the fours. And... Yeah, as I say, I can only really see now that it ends one way. And I say I take no pleasure in doubting the Rangers manager, but as a fan of the appointment, I just have nothing. I have nothing to go on. Um, 
at full time, mate, right? That reaction, I've been going to Ibrooks now 25 plus years. I've been going to Ibrooks. I have never heard it like that before. And I'm going back Pedro times as well, mate, where it was bad. But that was some of the comments I was hearing from fans. Is, uh, I, I think now, mate, I think the vast majority of fans and most of the people that I've spoke to, even on this channel, on the site and that as well, the majority of them have said it's time for them to go. Now, I'll caveat all that with the saying that the board are not acting just now, um, as far as we're aware. Um, there is nothing coming from the club to say that there's even a, a a conversation around him being moved. I know Kevin Muscat's name's been flung about Twitter like a like Dirty Washington today, but again, it's, it's all speculation. There's nothing in it at all, as far as I'm concerned. But, Scotia, with, with that, that reaction at full time, and the ludicrous decision for them to decide to do a lap of honour. See, whoever's, honestly, whoever's decision that was, I'd find them a week's wages. That was a disaster call. You should never have done that, walking about clapping the fans. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare clap the fans for our support when you do not deserve it. You really don't deserve it. But with, with the fans the, with the, the fans being this far gone, I would say, what, circa, circa 85% of the fans base plucking a number out there. And it's just based on people I speak to. I, to me, mate, there's no way back. You can kick the can down the street, mate. You're still going to need to go get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I didn't hang about uh, as soon as the final whistle went. I was like I up the stairs and waiting in the concourse for you. So I didn't even see that. I don't think that wouldn't have made me happy. Um, I've heard Ibrooks doing the team the full time whistle before, but like you say, that one was a bit different. And I think the, the biggest reason for it is we all knew that that game there was there for winning at the weekend there yeah. and that we could go into an international break sitting top of the league um and instead we're not and we know we know that we had an excellent chance to do that there and I think we were all just so disappointed that the team hasn't been able to manage to come up with the goods on Sunday there because would that have papered over the cracks if we'd got away a bit Probably. possibly but then it buys them it buys them a wee bit more time as well to yeah. get like you know, work with the team because I don't. There's not a huge amount away on international duty um, over the next week or two. Um, but it's just, I think that was the main frustration that we all knew that it was there to be one. We could go in top of the league, and now we're not. And this is sort of concern for me as well, as because we'll be playing Europa League Thursday nights. We will now be playing catch up to Celtic. In terms yeah. of, I think the, the first game back against Johnson, I think we play first because we have the early kickoff on the Saturday. But after yeah. that, we'll be playing on the Sunday more often than not because of fixtures getting moved. And we've seen how that's played out previously in the past, that it just gives them the motivation to go out and keep that gap there, um, which is a bit of a worry for me. And it's not it's something I didn't really bring up when we were discussing going out to the PSV, but um, that was a concern I had that we would end up being you know, playing catch-up for the majority of the season. Yeah, and we already are playing catch-up, mate, because it's four games gone and we're four points behind. It's as simple as that. No matter what you look at it, that's a it's a terrible start by anybody's standards um, as a Rangers manager. Now, as I say, I'm not a knee-reaction, knee-reaction, knee-jerk reactionary type of guy. I'm generally not, but I'd, I, I would put forward to anyone to put an argument forward for him to stay in the job. And if the only argument is, oh, we're going to end up like Chelsea, I'm sorry, that's not a good enough excuse. We need to, we need to think of the club first. We need to think about the future of the club 
do we want to get to Christmas or get to Halloween, even and the, the, the league's already gone and it's already too late and we need to do it. Um, I, I believe that the best thing for him to do now is to leave because I just don't see... I don't see how he recovers from it. I've not seen anything to make me think that, yes, you're the man, you're the guy that's going to lead us to success. Ultimately, these things happen in football. And as I say, I was one of the biggest cheerleaders for him getting appointed. But now I'm at the point where I'm going, nah, you've not got anything. You've not got anything there. And by God, did he look like a guy that was under pressure on Sunday from the pictures that I've seen. Obviously, I sit behind him in the club deck, so I don't really get to see the front of him, but the pictures that I've seen, he doesn't look like he's enjoying himself. That is for absolute sure. Um, what now, Scotia? Um, the club, I say I don't believe the club are going to do anything. I think they are, they're probably hoping that everything goes quiet over the next couple of weeks and this kind of, kind of disappears. But ultimately, I think we're probably going to need to stick with the... With the with what we have just now. Now, I get that a board's meant to take emotion out of stuff, look at things logically and yada yada, not make knee-jerk reactions as such, be more, what's the word? More, put far more thought into making decisions than what a, a layman's fan would do. But I don't think they can ignore the noise. I honestly don't. I don't think they can ignore the noise what now for you, mate? Do you think the club will? Do you think the club won't? Do you think that we've got, well, as you mentioned, mate, we've got four games coming up in the league and Europa League to come, which is terrifying in itself. We are, what do we just wait to the St. Johnston game? If we drop points and then do it then, should we do it now? Because the fact that we've got a two-week window here where we could maybe do something and get somebody in, what's your thoughts on the future, mate? You know, I'm probably... A bit like you in terms of I don't really want to I don't like to see people lose their job for no, these results. Because what I'd want I'd want him I want him to succeed. And I can understand some people's arguments that yeah, he's only he's not had an awful lot of time with the new squad for him to, to get it. But the problem is I found myself doing this with G, with Gio that I hung on to Gio an awful longer because there was more that I could turn around to and say to Ryan, no, look, he does this, but as I get for Ryan... Ryan. I love how he's just Ryan. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, no, and I could, I could say, no, but I can, see, you can, I can point to this, I can point to certain results, point to European performances that you can see somewhere where it's going, whereas this one recently, and I think kind of been, all of us have been saying it in a roundabout way on the pod since pretty much the end of pre-season, is that there's getting less and less that we can turn around and go, no, I've got confidence to do that. One of my worries, and I've mentioned this to you, is who do we get in if we were to change it? Um, is there, that's I know Ali keeps on saying that's not a not a decision for us to make, but if I'm just going to sit here and say, no, I want the manager replaced, I need to have a... I, I don't know who I would put forward. Yeah, but do you, though? I'll, 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 do you, though? Right, because even the Beal appointment, we didn't have a say in it. Like, you can say who you wanted to manage your squad, your team. That's Ultimately, it's not yeah. down to us. So you have to take it as kind of face value. I get what Ali's saying, that I do understand. I also understand that people go, oh, who are you going to get then? Well, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But ultimately, what we're seeing right now, in my opinion, isn't working. So if something's not working, you need to fix it. Yeah, there's another one as well. There's another thing that... the board are probably going to be spending an awful lot of this wee break deciding on and that's um, the Directory Football Kenny appointment yes. role type thing you know that's going to be something that I think they're that's probably what they're doing now 
that's they're mm-hmm. considering the, the, the directory football thing. How do we move forward? Because if we turn around and sack Beal, then you're again, are we going to bring just a manager in or are we going to do the director of football and a manager in? Or mm-hmm. do they look at it now and go, listen, we need someone in to help you out a wee bit in that role? Is that maybe something the club are considering? Um, because it's something that we kind of spoke about during the summer there and an awful lot of people were fairly happy that they didn't go down that route again. I know I was probably more in the camp that you know, I would like to have a director of football in, but see how people seem to be going well about his business in terms of things. We're now four, four games out of the season and yeah, that there's question marks starting to get asked about that now. But that, yeah, well, I think that's that's a, a fair point, mate. Because if you do look at the signings that we have made, which again I'm not being a hypocrite, some of the signings that we made, I was very excited about. But the system or the lack of and the lack of direction within what Bill's trying to implement, and the fact that he seems to have bought a bunch of players that can't play together or can't play in the system that he's whatever it is he's trying to attempt to play. That's worrying, and that's that's where the director of football's in between that and the decisions being made. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I think the club will probably be weighing up the options now of being able to get a director of football in, um, maybe before they get a manager in. Um, as I say, I'm not I'm not really sure, but it's a very good point, mate. So I was all for continuing on without one, but if this is what it's going to result in, then... We probably do need one. Um, as I say, I want to be wrong about Bill. by the way. Honestly, I don't want anybody to think that this is a winch, witch hunt for him because it very much isn't. I want to be wrong because I wanted Michael Beal to be a success. But we're at the, as I say, we're at the point now where maybe I was, I was too, as I say, blue-tinted glasses about it all, thinking he was the tactician that was coming back and we were going to play some of the best football that we'd seen is when we had um, Stephen Gerrard in charge, we were going to see some good football. But, Scotia, I'm not going to lie, see the team as a whole, we don't look drilled, mate. We don't look like we we communicate very well. So it's not a case of, like, I'm picking, I'm picking holes in just certain areas of it. The team as a whole, mate, just don't look joined. They don't look like they're all singing off the same hymn sheet, if that makes sense. And I believe that the pass, some of the passing displays and that they would seen on um, on Saturday, we couldn't make three, four, five yard passes. We, we couldn't get the ball to each other. It was it was like a hot potato, and we just decided that our Celtic seemed to be the magnet for the ball, and we would just like to pass it back to them. As well, we added on to that as well. We're resulting to long balls, mate. What like we? It's like a default position now that we try to just play the the big diagonal. Again, mate, it's just it all results back to I don't know what we're actually trying to do. Yeah, there's these wee worrying things. Maybe not particularly. I don't know if did it happen much on Sunday there. I think it maybe happened once, but I've noticed it in a few games now where. There's been visibly seen some arguments on the pitch between our players. Yeah, like well, I seen I seen Kamar Roof. Sorry, I, I seen Kamar Roof at one point actually go over to Bill, and it was quite a heated discussion that they were having. Uh, Roof was very animated, um, and I was like, mm, there's, 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 there's just warning signs all over it, mate. There's something wrong within the team. Yeah, I've noticed that a few times now, particularly with Tav and Cantwell. At times, both Kerry having a go at each other. Um, it's one of the things that Ryan always says, how slow is this Rangers team? And it's like they're wanting to do things the way they've always done it rather than change it up. There's, yeah, there are warning signs all over the place really at the moment. And it's it's unfortunately the situation we find ourselves in at the moment. 
It is, it is, and we are, we are what, a drop points away to St Johnston, away from it all being over anyway. So that's why, again, I just resort. And I know that's looking into the future and trying to predict what's going to happen, but again, put forward a case, anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm open to listening to it um, about why we believe that Beal is the man that's going to change this round. Because uh, ultimately, I just don't, I don't see it happening, unfortunately. Um, Scotia, I'm not going to keep you all night, mate, because... I probably need to go over lie down in a dark room after this, mate. If I'm not going to, I'm not, probably not, not lying there, not lying there, mate. Um, for this thankless task, mate. Um, but you're always a kind of a good guy to have on because me and Ali would have just ranted at each other, I think. But whereas me and you can have a more more conversation than just shouting things randomly uh, <laughs> that me and Ali tend to do. So that's, what the, tonight, that's mate. what the viewers want to see, though, isn't it? That's what the viewers uh, prob- want to see. Yeah, probably just me and Ali having a, having a screaming match with each other um, about stuff. Yeah, um, but I think we're all pretty much on the same boat now, and it's it's the first time in a while. I think even as a podcast mate, um, for, we always tend to disagree. I know everybody says that we always agree with each other but to a certain extent. We do, but this one, um, this one's unanimous, mate, across the board for all four of us. It's it's very real that happens. No, there's always usually a wee point that you can make, but I think we're all got to the stage where like we've seen this movie too many times before and we kinda know where it's leading to if nothing does change. Very much so. Scotia, thank you so much for tonight, mate. Aye, right, cheers. Um I would say it was enjoyable, but that's <laughs> a slight lie. It was um, yeah. aye. It needs to be done. Cheers. It's always good to be able to sit and have a chat with you, mate. I'm not going to lie. It's always good to be able to sit and talk about Rangers with my with my pal. But it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a situation that we, I didn't really see ourselves in at this stage in the season. Uh, and yeah, you can agree with us or disagree with us. I'm, I, as I say, we're not we're allowed opinions. We're, we're Rangers fans. We're allowed to have different opinions. But uh, very much for I would say speaking on all four of us uh, that do the podcast that uh, we believe enough is enough and the change is going to happen inevitably. So it should just happen now. Uh, so yes, if you've made it to the end of this podcast, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Um, we are hoping to be more positive going forward, and we will be. Look, we will be. We'll pick ourselves back up, and uh, I know it's hard just now um, to see the the wood for the trees, but. Uh, it's it's got. I've got to always say how I feel, and I've always got to be honest on this podcast, or else I can't really give myself any sort of credibility. So, um, it is just the way that we feel. It is the way that we feel. And um, we will be back on Friday with Club Live. We won't be away over the the um, international break. We'll be definitely back on Friday with Club Live. So until then, if you could like the video, subscribe to the channel. That would be very much appreciated. We're getting very close to five thousand now, which is absolutely amazing. And uh, yeah, we will we will be back on Friday. So enjoy the rest of your week if you can. Please leave your comments and let us know what you think of our our rambling to each other tonight. I would very much appreciated, and uh, I'll speak to you on Friday. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network.